This is the Danger Close Podcast. Beyond the Books with me, Jack Carr. Welcome to the Danger Close Podcast, an Ironclad original presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. The title drop video for my upcoming novel, Only the Dead, is on my YouTube channel and social channels now, so you can go and check that out. It is available for pre-order right now. All right, today, time for some listener questions and some negative reviews. So let's hop right in. And these listener questions come from the Danger Close podcast Instagram page. So go to that one, follow that one. And every now and again, Ironclad will put up a question that says, do you have any questions? And we'll get to as many of those as we can. So here it is. All right. First one. If for some crazy reason you didn't become a SEAL, what was plan B? There was not really a plan B. I guess I would adapt quickly if it hadn't happened, but I'd wanted to be a SEAL my entire life, essentially, since I was seven years old. And even before that, I knew I wanted to join the military. just hadn't heard of SEALs yet. But as soon as I found out about SEALs in second grade, then I was all in. That was my focus. And really everything I did, every sport, um, everything I did in school, out of school was uh, geared towards that end state in mind. How is this going to prepare me for SEAL training? How is this going to prepare me for being a combat leader. So that's, uh, that was always in my head from a very early age. So, uh, not really a plan B, but you know, if it didn't work out, then you have to do what, uh, what you do in life and that's adapt. All right, here we go. Next one. What other genres of books do you enjoy reading? If you read others. Um, so I do read a lot and nowadays most of that reading is geared towards research for the upcoming novels or it's for, podcast guests. So if someone has a, and I've read every single book that, uh, people have written that have come on the podcast. Uh, I don't know if I'll always be able to do that, but to this point I have. So, uh, and a lot of times when I'm reading something for the podcast, then it also ends up making it into the next novel. So that's, uh, that's kind of, kind of cool, but I read a lot about history, about warfare, terrorism, um, and, uh, and in the genre, it's, it's tough. I heard Lee Child uh, about a year ago because he retired from, from writing the Jack Reacher series. He turned it over to his brother. Um, and so the series continues on, but someone asked him what he was most looking forward to about not writing anymore. And he said, uh, reading for fun. And, uh, and now I understand that because you're always going, you're always reading something for the podcast or for research. And there's so much going on. You just don't really sit down anymore just to enjoy a good book with, uh, with a whiskey or a beer or whatever. Um, so, uh, so I understand that now. So these days, very long way of answering your question is that most of my reading is tailored for a specific purpose, either that being the podcast or research for the next novel. All right. If you could have a glass of whiskey with three people from the past, who are they and what are you drinking? All right, this is a tough one. Um, and I think I'm just going to keep it to uh, more recent history, like U.S. history. I think I'll just just do that. So it'd be great. To, even though I met him uh, before he passed away, Pappy Boynton, Greg Boynton. Um, he was a fighter pilot in, uh, in World War II. Um, so I'd have a, a glass of whiskey with him with my grandfather who was killed in World War II. That's probably, well, that is for sure the number one person. Uh, and uh, yeah, so he was killed off Okinawa in 1945, near the end of the war. Uh, he was a Corsair pilot, just like just like Pappy Boynton. So, um, uh, so I'd like to sit down and, and have a whiskey with him. 
Let's see. Theodore Roosevelt, that would be another interesting one. Uh, Mark Twain would like to sit down. It'll be a very interesting conversation. General Grant would be an interesting conversation. We'd probably drink more than a glass with him. Uh, George Washington, of course. So U.S. history, that's, uh, anyway, yeah, that's a tough one. And what, uh, what are you drinking? I'd let them choose. How about that? But I'd pay. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. Did you have a call sign in the military? What was it? So it's shifted. And a lot of times you would go into a position that already had an associated call sign with it. So other units in that area of operation knew that, hey, this is the new SEAL team in here. This is the new SEAL team lead in here, um, however it was designated. Um, but I did have a couple cool ones. And I think I'm going to save them for the pages of my novels. Yeah. All right. Would you ever consider having a biography written about you? You are, after all, and this is in quotes, kind of a big deal. <laughs> Anchorman, got it. Well done. Seriously, your followers really do hungry to know you better. Um, I don't think so. There are a lot of biographies out there already uh, about people who did a lot more than I could ever have hoped to have done in Iraq and Afghanistan uh, or in their times in, in uniform. So um, so I don't think I'll ever do a biography, but uh, but I have some other other things that I might be working on that uh, they'll have touch points with things that, uh, that I did in the past. So um, yeah, I'll leave it at that for now. Let's see. How do you deal with haters and toxic people? Um, I guess haters are just kind of go along with the territory when you're uh, on social media and you're, you're out there and you're engaging with people. They're bound to be uh, quote unquote haters or just uh, anyone can shoot an arrow. Anyone can, uh, can lob a grenade at you because you're out there and there's no cover. There's no concealment uh, in, on the social channels. You're just out there and anyone can take a shot. Obviously, that is much different than uh, past, even recent past, like the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, uh, where if you read something by an author or saw a movie from, uh, from somebody, from an actor, a director, producer, um, if you wanted to tell them how horrible they were and how much you hated it, you really had to put in some effort. Now, you don't have to put in much effort. You can just uh, jump on and publicly tell them how much you hate them, and that's just a, a part of the deal. So uh, the double-edged sword of being able to engage and for me being able to thank people for taking a risk on me as a new author or for uh, watching this podcast, listening to the podcast, watching the Terminal List TV show, buying the books, um, whatever it might be. Well, the other side of that is that people who dislike you uh, can lob those grenades can, uh, can sling those arrows. And it's, uh, yeah, it's not the greatest, but it's just how it is. So there are good parts, obviously, and there are, are bad parts. So how do you deal with the haters? Uh, I just don't respond. I just don't respond um, because it's taken up bandwidth. If I respond and then they respond and, and I'm lower, lowering myself to that level and I try to keep it positive, keep it encouraging, uh, try to add value to people's lives. And if I'm responding to something like that, it's not really adding value to anyone's life, which is why I don't leave nasty comments in people's social media feeds. Uh, it's not really adding value to anyone's life. It's very easy for me just not to follow people I don't like, uh, not to follow negative people. Even if I agree with them on everything, if they're a negative person or a toxic person, uh, you won't find me following them. Um, yeah, it's just, just me, but obviously you can do whatever you would like. Uh, but that's how I deal with haters. Just don't, uh, just don't respond. Uh, toxic people. Yeah. So gone. Toxic people, got to go. Uh, negative people in your life or in our life, when I'm talking about my family, um, they're done. Uh, there's just not enough 
enough time. There's not, uh, and you get to choose who you're going to spend time with, who you're going to associate with. And for us, maybe if you've been following me every now and again, I'll bring it up as, as appropriate, but we have a special needs middle child who needs 24 seven full-time care forever. And, uh, you know, you have to think that if you get, uh, something like that to deal with in life, that uh, it's given to you because, um, you can help them reach their full potential that you are, you're strong enough to, to handle it. And it makes you a more, uh, loving, compassionate person or family, even though it's extremely difficult. So, um, uh, anybody that makes that more difficult for us, <laughs> if they are toxic, if they are negative, if it's personal, if it's, uh, professional, they are gone. If it's business, they are gone. Now in the military, you didn't have much of a choice. If there are toxic people around, you just got to figure out, you know, how to deal with that the best you can. Um, but now out of the military in the private sector, gone immediately. Um, that's just how it is. Anybody that I have a business relationship with or a personal relationship with that is toxic or negative gone immediately. So that's, uh, that's just how it goes. All right. If you could go back to any historical event in time, which one would you choose? Once again, this is very difficult. Um, but I think, uh, you know, is this is a witness or is a participant that's uh, doesn't distinguish here, but got to be careful going back in time. I mean, back to the future. You guys saw what happened right there. 1985. Yep. Marty McFly goes back in time. What happens becomes quite an issue. So, uh, if you're a participant, I mean, I'll save that for another time, but, uh, cause I'll put a little more thought into that, uh, second, third order effects, unintended consequences. You don't know what you're messing with. Um, but, uh, if you could go back and witness anything, maybe the signing of the declaration, that would be pretty cool. Um, I'm sure I'll think of a few more really cool events as soon as I get off this podcast. But, uh, at the top of my mind, just cause I was talking about some of those historical figures, uh, going back to the founding of the nation, let's just go with the signing of the, of the declaration. Um, yeah, let's do that. Uh, let's see. Next one, Jack, if Amazon picks up season two, would you base it on true believer? And would you show the fact that Reese was a C for so long? That would be interesting if so. Enjoy your books, podcast. Love my hat. Awesome. I love that you love that hat. Um, season two. So if Amazon picks up a season two, uh, I've already started working on it just in case they do. And of course it can always change, but um, I do show Reese at C. It's pretty cool actually. So uh, so I'm prepared if they, if they decide to do one or, uh, but you never know. We'll see. Hopefully we'll be announcing something at some point in the next few months. But hey, if there's not, I am just thrilled that there was a season one. I could not be more thrilled with how well it did. Number one on Amazon that I got the exact star, Chris Pratt, that I wanted to play James Reese, portray him on the screen, uh, exact director that I wanted, Antoine Fuqua. Um, just an amazing team. And it was an incredible experience. So I'm just thrilled that uh, that uh, that that terminal list was made. And if nothing else gets made, that's, uh, that's okay too. Let's see. What's your favorite AR type rifle? Gosh, there are so many good ones out there these days. Um, that the SIG tread series is awesome right out of the box. Uh, Aero precision thunder ranch edition. Also awesome right out of the box. Um, Bravo company. I have like four of theirs right now. Um, so I like having different setups with different uh, optics, that sort of a thing. Uh, I'll talk about them every now and again, either on a gear segment or on social media or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, there's so many good companies out there right now, but those are the ones that, uh, that pop to, 
top of my head right there. Um, and if it's not an AR type rifle, uh, I like my dad's little 3030 pre 64 and love that thing. There's just something about it. It's awesome. Uh, but more important than having a lot of rifles or even having a rifle is, uh, the training, like go to, so to a place like SIG Academy, go to Thunder Ranch, go to Gunsight, um, uh, get the training, put in the time, go to uh, Fieldcraft Survival. They're all over the country now. Um, so I would definitely make plans, not just for me, but either a spouse or um, uh, other family members and go together and do that training. It's one, it's fun. And it uh, obviously helps you become a more prepared citizen. So um, highly recommend that training, but definitely also recommend ha having a rifle, but then getting that training, putting in those reps, uh, understanding your, uh, your capabilities, but then also your limitations with that chosen weapon system. So, uh, and the way you do that is pushing yourself in training with these uh, organizations, with these people who devote their life to training. And, uh, and there's a lot of great ones out there now. So, all right, here we go. In your opinion, what are the best books on philosophy? Yeah, philosophy. I think that it is, uh, you should always have one by the bed maybe, or just be in, in the pages, revisit ones that maybe you haven't visited uh, in years. Um, but uh, the top two, uh, although more modern, uh, Ayn Rand, and that would be The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged. Uh, you gotta read them both, but if you're gonna read just one, probably Atlas Shrugged. Um, and uh, obviously a novelization form of Ayn Rand's philosophy of objectivism. But uh, those, are the, those are the two I'd put at the top of the list. But I'd go back and visit uh, Marcus Aurelius' Meditations, of course, obviously through uh, the lens of experience, if you haven't read it since, uh, since high school or college or, or something like that. Um, and then Sun Tzu, Art of War, of course, because uh, it translates over not just to the battlefield, but into uh, to life as well. Um, Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, of course, obviously more modern as well. Um, uh, Machiavelli, The Prince, Beyond Good and Evil, Nietzsche, uh, Book of Five Rings, uh, Plato, The Dialogues. Uh, anyway, uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, Zen and the Art of Archery, but uh, Tao Te Ching. Uh, anyway, there's so many out there, but uh, probably with those, and, and, and not just uh, Western philosophy, but Eastern philosophy as well. But uh, if I was going to start with anything today and just had limited time, then I'd probably grab, uh, grab Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Three part question. All right. Do you write your books on a laptop or pen and paper laptop Two. do you write one chapter at a time or the whole book and then break it down into chapters? Uh, break it down into chapters and those chapters are for the most part, uh, already broken out in an outline. So I come up with, uh, the theme, the title in this next book, Only the Dead, uh, the theme is Truth and Consequences. So each book has a specific theme. I put a lot of thought into the titles, and then I turn that theme and title into a one-page executive summary, Then I turn that into an outline. And in that outline, that's typically where I break things down into chapters, and as I then I take that and turn it into the narrative. And of course, I'll add chapters uh, at that stage as well as I get to a point and find that something needs a little more development, or as I'm going along and I'm doing research as I go, and want to explore something else, then those make it in as chapters as well. But uh, for the most part, it's broken down by chapter in an outline before I start turning it into the narrative. And three, have you been rejected by publishers? No, I got extremely fortunate. 
Um, boom. All right. Jack, are you going to restock those whiskey glasses or is that a one-time release? I sure want one. They are coming back. And here's one right here. Look at that right there. These things are awesome. So these, these are actual high West whiskey bottles that are cut up and then sanded down here and then engraved with the cross tomahawk. So these things are pretty, are pretty awesome, but they're hard to get a hold of. So, uh, there's not that many of those bottles out there. So working on getting some more, but they will restock at some point. So stay tuned. And maybe I'll do a little thing with the newsletter, like announce that they're, that they are out again, first via the newsletter. So, um, so sign up for the newsletter, but I think you can do alerts also. So you probably did that as well. You did an officialjackcar.com, hit the shop button up there. And then if something got a stock, I think you can do that thing where you click on it and it sends you an email when it's back in stock. But if not, sign up for the newsletter and uh, and it'll come out there uh, when those are back in stock. All right. That was the end of the questions. And once again, if you want to submit a question, be sure to follow Danger Close Podcast on Instagram. And every now and again, Ironclad will put up that uh, request for questions and you can toss them in there in the comments and we'll get to as many of them as we can. So that was that. Let's move on to some negative reviews, shall we? These are always fun. <laughs> Sometimes they're fun. They're not always fun. All right, here we go. Jack explains, okay, not, uh, here we go. Not at all accurate of what would happen if your wife and daughter. So this is, uh, these are reviews of the show of the show. This person says not at all accurate of what would happen if your wife and daughter were murdered and the cops found you with the murder weapon in your hand game over rot in jail. All right. Well, this is a Hollywood movie. So well, Hollywood series anyway, a production. So, um, you may be right. Here we go. In every episode, there is a plot where the bird dies. What's well, what's the through line? But anyway, I, here we go. I thought that there was some interesting information for the audience in the end about it. Or I think this person means to say I thought there would be some important information for the audience at the end, but nothing. So the bird is a starling, and it's uh, it's a, it's a, a memory, and so that memory appears at different points throughout the show. And in that first memory, you may notice that Lucy, Reese's daughter, is wearing a red cape. And red is, for the most part, missing from the show, uh, other than when one of these memories comes. And it's, uh, of course, there's stop signs and things like that that you, you can't get around. But if you watch it again with that in mind, or if you listen to the Danger Close podcast, where I talk with the showrunner, David DiGilio, and Jared Shaw, my buddy from the SEAL teams, who gave Chris Pratt a copy of the book and is the reason that it's a series at all. Um, we talk about this a little bit in those podcasts. So there's, uh, I think 11 of those episodes are out there. You can go to danger close podcast to go really in depth about it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, red is missing from the show for the most part, except where Reese's memory is involved. And as if you've watched the show, you know that he is an unreliable narrator. He can't trust his own memory. The audience can't trust that memory either. Um, and then at the end of the show, um, I mean, it's not, nothing. It's pretty significant. At the end of the show, the full meaning of that starling, that bird, uh, memory is revealed. And Reese sits on the couch with his wife and daughter, uh, Lauren and Lucy, and uh, he is preparing Lucy for his death. And of course, the irony of that is that he wasn't preparing Lucy for his death. He was preparing himself for Lucy's death. And that's something that obviously you cannot prepare yourself 
for. So there's a lot of meaning, but hey, this is a this is a, a thinking person show. And I like my novels to be uh, thinking people's <laughs> novels. That's why I like uh, Daniel Silva's stuff so much. That's why I love Stephen Hunter's stuff so much because there'll be lines in there. There'll be sentences in there. There'll be references in there that aren't fully explained. And, uh, and I love how both of those authors do that. David Morrell, um, there's authors out there. And I, I, I picked that up from, from those because those guys, because I like it so much as a reader that, uh, that I do that as well. And if you, it doesn't warrant a full on explanation, but if it, if you're interested in that sort of a thing, or you notice it, uh, I want to do a little more research. There's something there. There's a thread to pull. So, uh, same thing in the show. So if you didn't like that about this season, then if there is a second season, I wouldn't recommend watching it because it'll probably be a thinking man's show, uh, thinking person's show as well. All right. Here's another one. I predicted every turn. Oh, smart. Uh, he could have just gone to surgery and gotten better. And then in all caps took his revenge. That's possible. But what if he didn't make it out of surgery? Yeah, yeah, that's just how it goes sometimes. All right, uh, next one. Heroes do not disembowel their enemies with a hatchet out of vengeance. The only reason we continued to watch was to see if it would improve. It did not. The production quality was good, thus the one star. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I guess your enemies are very fortunate. They will not be getting disemboweled. Next one. And this is all caps here. This person is serious. There are eight episodes in the terminal list, and I watched them all thinking somewhere it's going to start getting to a point, but it never did. I do not recommend wasting your time. No. Oh, well, not for everybody. Here we go. Next one. In each scene, the bad guys come out of cover, and the character Reese shoots them. When things get tough, he tosses a flash or smoke grenades. I kept wondering when the bad guys were going to toss a grenade. Guess what? They never do. Or Reese is backed up by snipers or heavy arms fire from some guy in the distance who also never misses. That's why you got to train, buddy. Uh, I got excited. Surely the bad guys have snipers or heavy weapons somewhere ready to provide a challenge. Guess what? They never do. Uh, well, I think you're talking about the, uh, the Mexico scene where uh, Reese puts a sniper and somebody on a heavy weapons um, system up there in an elevated position uh, to help as they go along, essentially making it an L ambush as they work their way through the, uh, the Sicario compound. So, um, but yeah, you know, I guess the bad guys could have gone up a little higher and put some snipers higher, although there wasn't really a higher point around there, but that's just, uh, that's fine. Next one. The idea seemed promising, but found the series depressing and stopped after the violence. Graphic disemboweling is a, this is a horror movie and I do not watch horror movies got to extreme to get a little extreme in there. And if you listen to that podcast, um, uh, uh, the terminalist podcast, we talk about this scene, uh, specifically in that podcast. And, uh, it was, a, it was a fight to, to keep it in there. But, uh, yeah, in the book, I was having a, having lunch with a guy who was part of a ran contra back in the day. And, uh, and he reminded me about, uh, this, uh, the shining path gorilla movement in Peru, doing this. And then I looked into the history of that. And, um, so anyway, that's where that's where that came from. So it's a, it's a real thing, but, um, yeah, once again, not for everyone. Uh, here we go. I guessed the final character on the death list by the second episode, man, I have some smart viewers. Uh, 
It was just too obvious. Now, I don't require that all action movies be as clever or surprising as a Quentin Tarantino film, and obviously lots of folks were fine with this one, and there is going to be a second series. Maybe. I hope so. But I won't be watching it. No, no. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. There's plenty of other things out there to watch. Next one. Unrealistic. I've been professionally involved with military aviation for more than 40 years. Producers, do your homework. Oh, yeah, you sound fun. Okay. I have watched six episodes, and frankly, there is no believability to the plot. Superhero movies are more believable. I'm quite oriented to the military, but this is way over the top. Avoid it. Yes, superhero movies are probably more your thing. And once again, that is just fine. Here we go. This is a terrible show. I watched all eight episodes only out of a sense of duty and completism. I've never heard that word, completism. I'm going to look it up. The first episode was fine. Interesting even. Somewhere after that, either the second or third episode, it became clear that this series would just use wanton violence as a cover for its lack of plot. James Reese, Chris Pratt is not at all sympathetic, a remarkable thing given some of the early plot and devolves into a genuine terrorist during the episodes. That's kind of a point is how he becomes the terrorist, becomes the insurgent that he'd been fighting in those previous years at war, but this time on home soil, bringing that war home to people who have been sending young men and women to their deaths for at that point when I wrote it 16 years, but uh, now over 20. Um, but hey, what? Well, I don't understand how anyone is rooting for his success. I just wanted him to be brought to justice. But the producers of this series and in turn the characters have no sense of what justice means. Yeah, this entire series then is not for you. I do not recommend my books uh, to you. Uh, And last one. Uh, Have to unfollow you. In the blood was shit. Half the book was you describing weapons. You suck. Oh, that was thoughtful. Uh, (laughs) All right. Those are the negative reviews and the questions for this episode of the Danger Close podcast. November 11th is Veterans Day, but at Navy Federal Credit Union, every day is Veterans Day. I've been a member since 1996, right after boot camp and right before I went to BUDS or SEAL training. Navy Federal Credit Union is for active duty veteran DOD employees and their families. They offer resources like the VA Loans Hub and Best Cities After Service. They offer veteran employment assistance partnerships with nonprofits like The Mission Continues. They're a top VA home loan lender. They offer personal finance counseling. They offer 24-7 member service and are a growing community of over 1.8 million veterans just like you. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash veterans. Insured by NCUA, an equal housing lender. Thank you so much to Six Hour for jumping right on board out of the gate to make this podcast possible. Obviously, I am a huge SIG fan, having carried the P226 on every deployment downrange in the SEAL teams. Uh, But SIG was a supporter. They were friends well before uh, I was a New York Times bestselling author, uh, well before I even had an Instagram account or any social media presence whatsoever. So thank you guys 
all so much. Uh, Ron, Tom, Jason, everybody at SIG who gets up every day and continues to crush it and lead the way. SIG is always adapting. They're always at the forefront, whether it is firearms for citizens, whether it's firearms for our military, ammo, suppressors, optics, training, fire control units. They are doing it all, and they are always pushing pushing that envelope and trying to do it better each and every day through innovation and adaptation. They crush. So thank you so much for that friendship and support. Uh, it will never be forgotten. All right, let's talk about 10,000.cc. So 10,000, awesome company. If you have tried their interval shorts or their tactical shorts, which these are right here, you know that you are not going back to anything else. These things are awesome. And uh, I got a pair of pants from them recently too. And man, amazing, amazing. Um, I've worn a lot of shorts over the years, obviously being a West Coast SEAL at Team 5 when I started out. So that was kind of the, the thing. Um, but I have worn a lot of shorts and these ones, hands down, the best. I mean, that's just how it goes. Uh, they were tested by over 50 special operations members in their testing phase. So it makes sense that they're awesome, but, uh, definitely try these out. Go to 10,000.cc, uh, follow them on Instagram. Same thing. 10,000.cc on Instagram. Uh, but go to the website, check it out. Super easy to order. Uh, there's not crazy amount of different options. So, uh, and then there's packages on there as well. I mean, they just do a fantastic job in all that they do. Free shipping, free returns, uh, go to 10,000 dot cc slash danger close for 15% off your order. You will not regret it. Welcome to the gear highlight portion of the danger close podcast. All right. First off, look at this from Matt Graham at Aries watches. Uh, Matt Graham was on the podcast not too long ago and check that thing out. Oh yeah. Little Jack car edition diver one. So I've been wearing the diver one geez, since 2019 I think. So I love this watch, love the story behind the brand. And right here, bam, these are launching. I'm not sure when this podcast will drop. So it's either they're already out or they're coming out soon. Either way, sign up for the newsletter. You can go to officialjackcar.com, sign up for the newsletter there and or follow on the social channels. Because as soon as this thing drops, I'll be hitting the social channels with some photos and some links uh, for anybody that's interested in the Diver One. And this thing is really cool. Came out, man, it's just awesome. So, uh, Matt Graham, thank you so much. Sincerely appreciate it. This thing is cool. It has a cross tomahawks right there. Let's see. I don't know if you can see that or not, but the cross tomahawks are right there. And of course, when it drops, and maybe there'll be some teasers out before it drops with some photos and stuff like that. So, very cool. Love that Aries Diver One. All right. What else? Here we go. GLG Knife Works. So, man, GLG Knife Works, they might have been my first follower on the social channels, but right here, um, so they make this. So look at that. So it comes in different colors, and they have a bunch of different, uh, they have a, a looks like a, uh, like a pencil, but it's really not. Uh, and this is a bookmark right here. So it's a weapon that is also a bookmark. Huge fan. GLG Knife Works right here. Uh, they call this the book chisel. And this one, uh, they made a bunch for the launch of Savage Sun back in the day. So um, that was very cool. And then they have a bunch of different colors, a bunch of different 
options. Uh, this one right here is uh, like a hairpin, what do you call it, a hairpin. Um, but uh, it's like for ladies that are running, have this in your hair. This thing is sharp. Comes out of your hair and wham, you do not want to take this to the temple. This thing is serious. So check out GLG Knife Works. And oh, look at that. Ballistic Magazine. Oh, this was really cool. So they reached out and wanted to do a story. So uh, I wrote really a little history of how the book came to be, how the series came to be, uh, about all the veterans that helped make it what it is today. So uh, it's all here in Ballistic Magazine. This is the no, uh, October, November edition right there. And Ballistic's just been fantastic to me from the beginning. So uh, check that out if you're interested in how the terminal list came to be. The answers are right here in Ballistic Magazine. These things right here, I've been wearing all the new Gator sunglasses. I was uh, a Raptor guy for 20 years and I've been trying out all their different glasses because they have a bunch of different models out now. And these Deltas, I am really drawn to these Deltas. So these things are, are awesome. I've been wearing these last few weeks and these might be my new go-to. I mean, every 20 years, uh, actually it was over 20 years because I got those Raptors in 97, 98 in a motorcycle shop in San Diego when I was a, a new guy in the SEAL teams. And uh, these things right here, every 22, 23, wow, it's more than that, years, maybe I'll switch it up. But right now I'm going with these Deltas. They're nice. Thank you guys. And whoo-hoo, Black Rifle Coffee Company, exclusive coffee subscription club. If you are not a member, I highly recommend it. And you get a new coffee every month. And here's this month. I don't know, I probably should figure out how to, this is the Aqua Raider. Look at that. Okay, so it has different artwork every month. You get a sticker that goes with it and you get a little something that tells you all the different ways to make it. So if you're curious how you make it with whatever coffee machine you have, or if you have the Chemex, it tells you how to do, do that. It gives you a little information right here. So Black Raffle Coffee Company, always out there crushing it. Of course, veteran owned and operated uh, by some great people. So there we have that. Another great company right here, Montana Knife Company. Josh Smith out there, man. Love what you guys are doing. Sticker. And let's see. I have not opened this yet. I'll tell you what it is, though, because it comes with this right here. This is the Stonewall Skinner right here. And, yeah, the photos that you guys do up there at Montana Knife Company are awesome. On the website, on social channels, doing a great job with, uh, with all of that and making a um, fantastic product because, obviously, no matter what you do for marketing and advertising and all the rest of it, you have to have a great product at that base. Otherwise, nothing else works. So right here, hmm. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I gotta put this thing to use. I'm gonna have to add a hunt to the schedule very soon so I can use this thing, but uh, very cool. I love that orange too. I love those handles with the orange like that. Can you see that? That is awesome. So Josh Smith, thank you so much, Stonewall Skinner. And uh, once again, those things also uh, sell out in like seconds. So they do a knife drop, I think. Uh, well, they give you a little heads up on social media and say, hey, sign up for the for the newsletter. And then boom, you knife drops and they're gone almost immediately. So uh, be sure and visit them. Montana Knife Company, sign up for the newsletter and then get a knife. Mm -hmm. And look at this. 
Uh, Jason Piccolo right here has a new book. So he has the Protectors podcast. I've been on there uh, a couple times right here. Unwavering a Border Agent's Journey. That is out right now. Uh, human trafficking. Uh, talks a lot about that. And I cannot wait to read it. So uh, thank you. This was his first one called Out of the Shadows right here. Um, and uh, yeah, check him out. Jason Piccolo, Protectors podcast. And... I think this is the last thing right here. And this is really cool. So it's the guys from Flux Defense. And right here, it's, uh, they sent me this, Snake Staff Systems. So I think it's snakestaffsystems.com. And this is a new tourniquet. And this thing is small. And I am guilty of keeping my tourniquets in my backpack. They're in my car. They're in drawers all over the place. So I have tourniquets everywhere. But because uh, usually I have that backpack on me if I'm leaving the house, I have that backpack with me. Um, but uh, the tourniquet's in there. But so I am guilty of not having one actually on my first line. Don't tell Mike Glover though, at Fieldcraft Survival, don't let him know. But this thing, this is coming with me. It is uh, small enough. I now, of course, what's more important than just carrying it is training with it. So this just arrived. So after this video, I'm gonna take this thing out and train with it and figure out how it works and how I'm gonna carry it. But it's like the size of a pistol magazine. So um, obviously super light, but this thing you can carry in your pocket and it's not going to, obviously not going to print much. You can see that right there and it's worth having, uh, having this on you, I think. So I'll give it a test and I'll report back on how it works out. But uh, in the meantime, check them out. Snake, snake Staff Systems. And uh, I checked out their Instagram real quick, so it's pretty new, but check them out uh, on the social channels and their website, and then pick one up and give it a run and see what you think. So thank you guys. And that is it for today. Until the next time, take care out there. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Danger Close Podcast and Ironclad Original presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. My next novel and not for the people that left those negative reviews. Do not buy this. It's called Only the Dead, and it is coming out in the spring of 2023. But once again, do not pre-order it. Do not buy it. You will not like it if you left one of these negative reviews, particularly that weapons guy or that justice guy. Yeah, don't do it. You've, you've, you've been warned. <laughs> it is coming out, once again, like I said, spring of... 2023, you can go to the website to see the title drop video. It's on there under Only the Dead, and you can go to my social channels and watch it there as well. Until the next time, take care out there. Stay safe, be strong, keep fighting. I want to thank my friends at Black Rifle Coffee for sponsoring the Danger Close podcast. I've been a huge fan for the longest time. Drink Black Rifle Coffee every day. And if you keep your eyes peeled, you will notice that perhaps Chris Pratt is wearing a Black Rifle Coffee t-shirt, not unsimilar to this one, in the Amazon series adaptation of The Terminal List. Now you can go to blackriflecoffee.com slash dangerclose and use code dangerclose 20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. Black Raffle Coffee, America's Coffee, keep crushing. Hey everyone, it's Jack Carr here. Just in time for the holidays, I am launching a new collaboration with my friends at KC Cattle Company. KC is a veteran-owned company out of Missouri, and they raise some of the best beef in the country. 
This limited release collaboration will include two different stake bundle options. One bundle is geared toward the entire family and includes KC Cattle Company's award-winning Wagyu uncured beef hot dogs. And a second bundle option, my favorite, will include something special, a massive Wagyu tomahawk steak and a cross tomahawks branding iron. Awesome. These limited release bundles drop in late November, so be on the lookout for more release information soon, exclusively through the officialjackcar.com shop. Be the first to find out about my latest collaborations and more by signing up for the Jack Car newsletter at officialjackcar.com.